it's Brandi Taylor. Welcome to the Business Beauty Network Podcast, where business meets beauty. It's not just lipstick, it's business. We will share thought-provoking conversations with business and beauty professionals. Our goal is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to take your business to the next level. Hey everyone, it's Brandy. I hope you're enjoying this podcast as much as I absolutely enjoy bringing this awesome content to you. Look, beauty professionals, this show is for you. And I want to make sure we can continue to bring our awesome guests and awesome information to help empower the beauty community all over the world. You can help by doing your part in making a small donation. You can check our link in the show notes and donate right on Anchor, or we'll have another link available for you to do so. Thank you so much for supporting. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and you're sharing it as well. As always, stay great. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I am super, super excited to share today's episode with you. Happy Monday. I can't believe we're at the end of July. July is almost over. I'm still celebrating our two-year anniversary. So celebrate with me by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or actually by just screenshotting the episode and sharing it in the stories and tagging me at I am Brandy Taylor. So help me celebrate, subscribe to the podcast, and please share it. I want to talk about something before we get into today's episode. I've been talking to a lot of beauty professionals, as I always do, but many people are feeling like burnt out right now. I've been talking to so many people who feel like leaving the industry. Um, So many people are making so many shifts in their careers due to, you know, the pandemic and everything that we've been through in the last year and a half or so. And so many people are shifting, making different moves or just feeling like burnt out or tired. And what I want to say to you is if you're in a beauty industry and you're feeling that way, you may just need to pause. You may just need to reset already past seven months, more than halfway through 2021. And this is a great time to get a reset. I know for sure myself, I had to take some time out just to really get clear and really refocus exactly what I need to be doing in my business right now and what I wanted and what my goals were. So this is a great time to do that, to revisit your goals, to get clear. If you need a vacation, take one, but take some time to really reset and refocus and make sure you're on track. Because sometimes as we're going and going, we can fall off of our routines. We can lose sight of what we really want or or, or lose clarity for what our goals are. And so things can get foggy at times. There's so many things going on. And a lot of people honestly are just going through maybe a little bit of depression. So whatever you need, whether you need therapy, whether you need to take a break, meditate, do that for yourself, take that break and don't feel bad about it because sometimes that's what we need. And I just wanted to say that because I've been talking to so many people that are talented people in this industry and I don't think you need to quit. Maybe you just need to reevaluate. You may need to reset or revamp, but it may not necessarily mean it's time to quit. But sometimes it feels like you should quit when you feel burnt out and everything. So I say this is a great time to get into self-care, to focus on your mindset, get clear on exactly what you want in your life and in your business. But let's get into today's episode. Jasmine Jones is a bridal beauty team owner, podcast host, and business mindset coach for creative entrepreneurs and bridal beauty pros who are ready to ditch the hustle lifestyle and create a profitable and sustainable business. 
She believes your business should be built to fit the lifestyle that you want to have versus having to create a life around your business. I absolutely agree with that because what I say is I believe that you could do what you love and make great money doing it. So you definitely can create the lifestyle that you want. But Jasmine was so much fun to have on the podcast, guys. I really enjoyed talking with her. I felt like I had been knowing Jasmine forever. Jasmine is wise beyond her years, but she has a lot of wisdom and she's very um, knowledgeable about the business side of the beauty industry. She's built a successful bridal beauty business and she's now coaching and podcasting all of these awesome things. But we talked about so many things that pertains to the beauty business and the business side of beauty. And I think you're really going to gain a lot of great input and tips and things and just be inspired by her story overall. So I hope you really enjoyed this interview. And here it goes. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's your host, Brandy Taylor. We have an awesome guest today, Jasmine Jones. Welcome, Jasmine. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being on today. Jasmine, before we get into all the awesome things that you're doing with your business, share a fun fact. Tell us something about yourself that most people would not know. Oh my gosh, that I am a massive introvert. I am a turtle. I am that person that whenever I go out in public, I have headphones that's plugged into nothing just to avoid small talk. But yet on the internet, it's like a completely different person. So I'm a massive introvert. Awesome. I was reading the other day. I can't remember the word they use for it, but I think I'm like a hybrid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to that. So I feel like I'm an extrovert, but I can't be an introvert. So I think I'm a hybrid of them both. And I, and I think a lot of people are like that. So that's completely normal. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So to share your beauty story with us, like how did you get into the beauty industry? Oh my goodness. So I always knew that I was going to end up in the beauty field ever since I was very young. Um, I started doing my own hair when I was in like third grade. By the time I was in eighth grade, I was given my aunts, my mother's relaxers, which was crazy on their part. But um, uh, like right after, um, high school, I went straight into cosmetology school. And while I was in cosmetology school, I had always had the vision, like, I'm going to do cuts, colors, highlights. And I was so set on having a studio right after I graduated. And I had already been, you know, collecting, you know, hooded dryers, capes, full color lines that I was using at the at my school. And then something actually happened where I was actually um, offered a opportunity to assist backstage at Charleston Fashion Week. And that is where I stumbled upon the, the bridal world, the hair and makeup world. And I'm kind of extreme sometimes. And I just love the pressure and the time crunch. And I was like, this is my jam. And something in my gut really just told me like, okay, Jasmine, even though you said that you were going to do cuts, colors, highlights, you never even, you know, tapped into this path. I think this is something that you need to pursue. So I sold everything that I had already bought. I was already touring, you know, uh, like salon studio suites. And 
maybe like a year after I graduated cosmetology school, I just started freelancing on my own due to having a really hard time, honestly, to be transparent, getting a job in the salons that I wanted because when people heard me on the phone, they thought that I looked like something else. Mm -hmm. And then when I came there, they're like, oh, snap, she has a whole lot of melanin. Uh, I don't know if this is going to work out in our in our salon. So I came into, you know, that issue a lot. And I was just like, I'm not about to have people tell me when I can make money, how I can make money. I'm going to put this in my own hands. So I started freelancing, doing hair and makeup and just using all of my money from, you know, part-time jobs to just kind of fuel the the beauty business side of things. So learning how to do makeup on other skin tones and really perfecting my craft. And then there just came a point where I was just like, you know, I need to learn like business administration. Like my, my craft is good, my skills are great, but nobody knows about me. So I really had to just kind of dive into, uh, you know, like what is marketing? How do I put myself out there, especially like I said, as an introvert, uh, my introverted ways definitely got in my way until I was like, all right, girl, you can get over this. Like, let's go. So I, I really just leveled up. And ever since then, uh, you know, people have just been asking me, like, how did you do it? How do you how do you do this on Instagram? How do you do that? How do I get clients? So it has been a journey, definitely a journey for sure. Great. Sounds like it. So before we go back into uh, before we go into what you're currently doing now, because I know you're still in the industry, but you're doing, working on the business side. So before we get to the business, like you, it seems like, so when you started out, what area did you live in? Because were there any black salons in that area? <laughs> so I am from Charleston, South Carolina. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the area, well, one, the school that I was at, um, my clientele was predominantly Caucasian. So I was very, uh, I had a full clientele, literally, when I was in cosmetology school of just like highlights, uh, you know, colors and all of that. So I was very well versed in, you know, textured hair and, you know, Caucasian hair and all of those things. But the salons that uh, were uh, saying, like, we're hiring all of those, I was like, oh, these are the salons that have, you know, like the Caucasian ladies and some like biracial ladies. And like, it was a wide range of clients. So I was like, okay, well, let me just, you know, try it over there. But then I would have been like the token little melanin girl, you know, working in their salon. And I guess um, this was back in 2013, 2014. So mm -hmm. I guess they were just kind of like, well, the line that I kept hearing was we just want to make sure that all of our clients are comfortable with our stylist, wow. which means we don't know how they're going to react to, you know, a brown girl doing their hair. So everybody is, it's a very, uh... you know, what's interesting about that is I find that oftentimes, you know how you said when you went to school, you learned how to do everything and mm -hmm. you were very versed with Caucasian hair because that's what you did at your schools. And a lot of times it's like that, right? Oh, and yeah. when you get ready for state boards, it positions you for that and not necessarily texture. But it's interesting because as what I was thinking is if you didn't have anybody of color, you would want to add a little bit of diversity. That way, if you receive any other clients, you could definitely send them that way. And then don't automatically count someone out just because 
they're African-American or whatever, a woman of color, because oftentimes we are the ones who learn how to do everything. You know what I'm saying? And, oh, yeah. and we, know, we know how to do everybody, all the textures, but that's not always the case across the board. So that was just interesting. But it's interesting how you said, like, so you no doors were open for you right away. You know, you had this experience at that fashion show. You got a taste of it and you knew this was what you wanted to do. Went to cosmetology school. So you were like building your business and working other side jobs. Talk about that because I think, and, and, I, and you talked about assisting too, but I think oftentimes nowadays, people always talk about the glitz and the glam of this industry. And a lot of people see social media and social media, I have a hate, a love hate relationship with it sometimes because it paints this picture of our industry. Like it's, you know, just so glamorous and easy to do. And so many people want to get into it, but it's real work. So I really want you to dive into like what that was like, you know, you got out of school, you were trying to building your business. Like, let's go through like what it was like to really build it up and how you got to your, where your business is now because now you have a successful business and you know doing bridal makeup and all those things so let's talk about you know some of the things that went on building up to now yeah so like I said when I was still in cosmetology school I had a full clientele so I was uh you know handing out you know cards flyers all of the things as if I was already graduated so I left behind about like 65 clients um, that were coming to me continuous. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and try and do this bridal thing. But I was still like, okay, well, I still have my cosmetology license. Let me at least try and, you know, get a salon job while I'm learning. So I, like I said, I went to a couple of salons. I probably went to about five of them and it was always the same thing, or they just wanted to hire me just to do like relaxers. And I'm like, I'm more than just the relaxer girl. But, um, so that's what was going on there. So while I was, you know, juggling these jobs, I was just kind of putting all of my money into learning my craft. So learning how to do makeup, learning how to do, uh, you know, bridal hairstyling, because that's not really something that they teach too in-depth when it comes to cosmetology school. It's like, this is how you do a bump and hairstyle with some Shirley Temple curls. Um, but um, then when it goes to um, like the other part of just like really putting in the work of, you know, building up my business, one of the things that I really started to do was I started storing images for myself. So I knew that I needed to practice and I would host model calls. This is something that I actually tell my clients to do, especially if they're new and they're trying to work with a specific type of client. Go and find people that match that ideal client and just say like, hey, I'm looking to, you know, build out my portfolio and I want to offer you like a complimentary session or a half off session, whatever it is, float your boat. And I was just using those sessions to really just get images, get videos, get before, get um, after images and really start to put myself out there online. And what a lot of people don't realize when they first start is the images are everything. The images are everything because people need to see what it is that you are capable of. And when I first started, it was just like images of like, you know, my food. It was an image of me with makeup on. And I'm like, nobody wants to just see 80, 80 photos of myself with hair and makeup. They want to see, you know, the, the skin colors. They want to see the hair textures. They want to see that you are a well-diverse artist. So that is something that I did for myself in the very early ages, as well as just networking. 
I was working these jobs and I would go home and I would be on Instagram, you know, all type of hours, just sending out messages. At one point in time, I challenged myself. I'm an extremist sometimes, but I challenged myself every single day. You are going to send a message to 30 people on Instagram and you're just going to introduce yourself. So I did this for a while. It was planners, it was venues, it was photographers, videographers, a whole list of people. And I would just say, hey, my name is Jasmine. I do X, Y, Z in the area. I'm a new artist. If you're ever looking for, you know, additional help with a shoot or you need like a referral for a client, this is my expertise. Feel free to reach out. It wasn't like, hey, send me referrals. Awesome. They don't even know me. They don't even right. know me. You. Just making connections. I love that. Yeah. Jasmine, you are all in my wheelhouse because let me tell you, that's exactly the way I build up. Like when it, when I was starting out, so as a makeup artist, I built my portfolio doing TFP shoots, you know, trade for print. Mm-hmm. And so we would come together, the model, the photographer, and the makeup artist, and we would create something that would help all of our portfolios. And that's how I started building my book as an artist, because at the time I had just started, I didn't have any professional photos done. So I wanted to get professional photos. So I would trade, do TFP shoots with models and photographers. I would also, you know, give some of my friends who were in the industry or who were cute enough to pass as a model and I could get a good picture. Yeah. And I would do their makeup and all of that and take have their picture taken with one of my photographer friends whatever it was to build my portfolio and I love that because people don't think about that anymore but I like how you said you did model calls and you will all you can offer okay offer a free service or offer it for 50 percent you're not doing anything anyway you don't have any clients you're not booked you're just getting started you're trying to get established you need good pictures so the best way to really set you apart is to you know get some professional pictures so I love the model call thing and everything and then networking networking is something that people really sleep on especially with social media I've met so many awesome people including yourself on social media you know what I'm saying so networking is very key and you I when I remember when I was I would go to a networking event and I would take a bunch of cards I would email them all and I would just say hey I'm Brandy I'm a makeup artist if you ever need these are the services that I offer and I just had a little it was like a little you know wasn't as fancy as it is now with the internet but it was just like a little graphic (laughs) I could put in the email to have my phone number and headshot or business card stuff information on there and I will send that and oftentimes they might not respond right away but it may be a couple of months later and somebody will be like well we need a makeup artist and they'll be like you know what I had met that brandy girl at the event and let me see if I can find our email and then they will call me so that happened all the time so putting my cards out letting everybody I came in contact know that I was a makeup artist that I could service them that really helped me to get calls. That really helped people to become aware. And I love you said you you would challenge yourself to connect with 30 people because people just don't realize how powerful that could be. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And even with that, like something that I that I have to tell people is, you know, like sometimes your emotions, they're, they're good. They're awesome. But like your emotions, they do not always belong in your business. Because there would be multiple times when I first started doing that. And I would just like, you can see on Instagram, like, oh, so-and-so read it. But they wouldn't even like double tap it. They wouldn't even respond. And I used to get very in my feelings. Like, oh my gosh, this is dumb. I should just stop. And then I was like, you know what? Like, who is for you is going to be for you. So just keep going. And the people that you connect with, they're going to be your tribe. And the people that don't, 
they're not meant for you. It's okay. Keep it moving. So that was definitely something that helped me out a ton since I was a little bit extroverted. I was like, I'll just meet people on the internet (laughs) until I can go out in person and actually have a conversation. But yeah, it, it definitely helped me grow my referral network. And some of those same people that I connected with, you know, years ago, when I started my business, they're staple people that refer me over and over again to their clients. So it's Mm -hmm. like, it's, it's free advertisement, really, once you put in the work. It is. And you know, I want to share something. Do you know, I don't do makeup anymore. And I started teaching, I have, I've actually, people do not realize I've shifted out of makeup years ago because I started teaching in about 2015. Mm-hmm. And so at that particular time, that I really found out that that was my lane. So I started teaching makeup artists how to get into the industry. And I started working with individual clients on how to apply makeup. And so I slowly, you know, stopped taking as many clients. I would just only do like photo shoots and special occasions here and there. Mm-hmm. And that has been that way since then. And then with the last two years, I kind of just really let it go completely. And I've been full force with my coaching and all of the things I do now. But still to this day, because last year I decided to start my own cosmetic line and I started with brows and lashes because everyone was wearing a mask, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's going really well. And because of my background in beauty, I started sharing, you know, did little tutorials on like how to put your lashes on, how to do your brows and all of these things. And people remembered all that networking I did as a makeup artist. And do you know that I have had the most inquiries this year in 2021 for makeup that I had, like when I was really trying to, you know, get them to <laughs> give inquiries. So yeah. it, was, it was interesting how that has shifted. And so I think I, I had to start telling people like, no, I don't offer services anymore. I, uh, you know, I, I can refer you to someone, but I have products and things of that nature because I still love beauty and I still love to play in it. I still buy it. I still do all those things, but I'm just not doing it anymore. But that just goes back to that networking piece. People from years ago are calling me like, I'm ready to take your class. I'm like, honey, I don't teach those anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. girl. People from years ago are like, can you do my my makeup for my wedding? I don't do makeup anymore, honey. I'm sorry. But that just that's how you need to be with network. You need to network so good that when you retire five years later, people are still trying to get you to do it. That's how serious it is. If you want to get yourself out there, you don't put all your eggs in one basket. I used to plant seeds everywhere I went. I used to email. I used to put cards out. I used to do all those things. And it's really, really pays off. So that's great. I'm glad. So you you did all those things. You networked. You started building up. So let's you know keep talking about how you started building your business to where it is now. Yeah. So after I started, uh, you know, doing that, you know, 30 day, uh, you know, reaching out to people um, and just really doing my own model calls, I started to um, show up more consistently on social media. So what I was finding is that I would kind of like do a shoot and then I'd have content for like, you know, two weeks or so. And then it just went like silent. So I started to just really like store up my content so that I would have something consistent to post on social media. But one thing that I really had to start uh, learning about was the marketing piece, like I like I mentioned. So the marketing piece was 
basically how to create converting content. I was showing up consistently and I was like, okay, well, I'm showing up, I'm posting. I have these gorgeous photos, these gorgeous models, but yet my, my bookings were a little bit inconsistent. I would have like a wave here and then it would be a dry spell. And then I have like one or two people here. And I was like, how do I go from these one-off clients to consistent increase? So I just started diving into like, what is marketing? How do you market as a, you know, beauty pro? And then that's when I started to learn about, you know, what copy was, um, like sales copy. And I was like, okay, well, everything that I write, if it's a, a promotional flyer, if it's a, a Craigslist post, back then I was definitely advertising on Craigslist, um, in the Facebook groups, all of the things. And I was like, I need to like, you know, create better verbiage so that people understand okay this is the type of person that I'm trying to attract and then that is when everything just kind of snowballed on me because I was like I don't even have a target client I'm just trying to do makeup for anybody with a face do hair for <laughs> anybody with like hair strands and I was just like oh my gosh like so many light bulbs just like started to go off for me and I was like, okay, what is the ideal clientele? What is, uh, you know, marketing on Instagram and really like optimizing my profile so that people can find me because then I was just using random hashtags. I wasn't really trying to uh, grow my following, but now, now, like since I'm, you know, <laughs> older me looking at younger me, I can see how I was so consistent, but I was consistent without direction. I was just kind of doing a whole bunch of things and just kind of like hoping that it worked. And that is when I really had to sit down and create an actual marketing plan for myself. And that marketing plan is, it was very janky. It was, I'm going to be very honest, it was very janky in the very beginning. It was just like, okay, show up, post on Instagram, and then we're going to do this and do that. And it did look like a novel. It was so long. But after I started to fine tune, you know, how I write my my posts when it comes to, uh, you know, just writing an Instagram post that doesn't just get likes and comments like, oh my gosh, she looks pretty, she looks cute, but actually writing an Instagram post that leads to like, hey, what are your prices? Are you available? That is what I wanted versus all of the vanity metrics. So it was definitely a big transition period into uh, me nerding out about like, oh, business marketing ideal clients and all of these things and uh it, it just it just kept rolling it just kept rolling after that mm -hmm. I want to talk about that a little bit because I think that was game changer for me mm -hmm. when I because we I think we all start out like that and that's absolutely normal you start out and you just want to do what you do so you just want to do hair you just want to yeah. do makeup you just want to do nails you don't care what the people look like. You just want to do what you love to do, right? So that's how we all start out. But then eventually you have to really understand, okay, who is your client? Who do you want to, what type of clients do you want to service? What type of money are you trying to make? Because all those things really, you know, play well together. What happened for me was I started, I had a little bit of success in the industry. So I started advertising. And when I began to advertise, at that time, I started learning how to do Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. And Facebook ads will show you your analytics. And what I noticed was, I thought I did everybody. I, at this time, it was interesting because I was doing a lot of prompts at this particular time in my business. So I was doing a lot of prompts and I really didn't like the prompts. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
it was I, that wasn't for me. That wasn't yeah. for me. But that's what I was doing at that particular time. When I started advertising the analytics show that I was attracting women between the ages of 30 to 40, you know, corporate women, you know, business professionals and things like that. And it really broke down you know, the area they were from and all those things. And when I noticed that, I was always just like targeting 18 to 40, you know, or 18 to 30, because mm-hmm. I thought I needed to hit that hole. But when I saw that, I said, well, those are the people who are clicking on my ads. Those are the people who I mostly service when I really looked at my business. And those are the people who I don't ever have any troubles with. They can pay the money. So mm-hmm. I was like, I need to really you know, really think about my clientele. And then I just started shifting the way I advertise. And so I started marketing to people between the ages of 30 and 40. And when that happened, that was when it was game changing for my business, right? That was the game changer because I had narrowed it down. And then I eventually narrowed it down even further. But I think it was it was a, like a light bulb went off because I had never thought about that as a beauty professional that I, you know, should actually have a, a clientele, like a certain type of clientele, ideal client, right? A target market. I didn't know mm-hmm. nothing about the ideal client, the target market or all of those things. And so you started studying, studying marketing and you learned about, you know, your ideal client, your target market. So let's talk about like, once you figured out what your target market was and your ideal client and t- tell us how you kind of figured that out too, like what 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 shifts did you see in your business once you really knew that and you have a niche? At what point did you get your niche too? I know that was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so I I I created my niche or actually I'll 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 back up a little bit. So it was definitely game changer in my business when I started to really look at the types of clients that I was serving at that time and really look at and start to survey. I'm so big on surveys. I love a survey, but I'm so big on like surveying uh, like my dream clients. So I remember my very first, first, first dream client that I had after some, uh, some trial and errors, I'll just say that. Um, but I was just asking her, like, what do you do? And uh, in my contract at that time, um, I had like, what is your occupation? What is your age? So I started to see, okay, like she's 35. Okay, my other client, she was 32. So I started to really gather, okay, like most of my clients, they have the same type of jobs. They're either a teacher, they're a nurse, they're a lawyer, they're an attorney, or they are an entrepreneur. Literally all of my clients right now, same exact title. And I was like, okay, well, I see that I am attracting the same group of people, people who have like a certain income level, um, which basically tells me, okay, they're looking for a certain level of like an experience, like they don't mind paying for quality. And I started to really just like analyze, okay, like this, like I wrote like the pros and cons. I wrote my pros and cons, like, like, okay, the people that I used to work with, this is what they were. The people that I used, that I work now with, like, this is how they are. And I was like, okay. And then just like we were talking about analytics, I started to uh understand what my analytics were so I started to check my analytics for my website specifically my contact page and I I just loved like all of the numbers so like I would see you know the number of people who would come to my contact page and who would actually submit 
an actual contact form versus the number of people that went to my page and didn't do anything at all. So I started to really analyze, okay, like what is the verbiage? What does my, my imagery look like? Is the process smooth? Like, is there anything that I can like cut out some time? And it just like, it just all started to make sense for me. But what really changed the game is when I understood, okay, this is the target range of my dream clients. And I started to really show up as myself, not the person that I thought people wanted me to talk like, sound like, be like, act like. Mm -hmm. And for me, I was very young when I started my business. I was very young. I was 19 when I got my first business license. I'm 27 now. So around that time, I was probably like 21, maybe 22. And I started talking about the things that were important to me. So my my niche right now is, you know, natural glam for the everyday bride, but specifically for, you know, all hair textures, all skin tones, because I have a lot of brides who come to me who are in interracial relationships. They have, you know, white bridesmaids, black bridesmaids. And, you know, sometimes those ladies, they have been in situations where they were the only person that had to, you know, bring their foundation because the artist didn't have their shade or they didn't know how to how to do their 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 hair. So people specifically sought out my brand. And people started recommending my brand because they were like, hey, we have a diverse bridal party and we're looking for somebody who can accommodate everyone. So I started to get a ton, like a sea of people that were just like, hey, I got a recommendation from so-and-so, from people that I've already been networking with, you know, years before. And that is when I was still working for other people. And I realized I had to keep turning away so many bookings because I was already working on somebody else's business. And something told me like, Jasmine, go ahead and start your team. So I started to stop girls on Instagram, um, people that could do the same thing that I do, you know, hair, makeup, you know, different uh, skin textures and, uh, you know, hair, hair textures and things like that. And I started to grow my team. So I started off with five girls. And then when I actually put in my, my, I gave them two months uh, of a notification, like, Hey, like my business is growing. I think it's time for me to like step out and do my own thing. They instantly viewed me as competition, wiped my complete books out. So that was a, that's a random story there, but they wiped me out. And thankfully, you know, something in me, you know, that same voice that told me like, Jasmine, I know you want to do, you know, cut colors, but I think bridal is like your jam. And I had to trust that same feeling to go out and say, okay, I'm just going to start this. I don't care if I keep telling myself you're too young, you need more experience, all of these things. I just went for it. And it was literally like it was meant for me to do it. Because it was just it was just so smooth of a process. Yes, they were hiccups, learning experiences, times for me to get stretched and all of the things. But when I started to really show up and talk to people like, hey, guys, this is why I have a brand. The girls on my team, they have the same values as I do. And people really started to see like, oh, this is like an actual brand. They don't just go out and do hair and makeup. This is a company. They have values. And the values are something that, you know, I want to support. And that just, it grew my business for me. So all of those things just kind of snowballing together and it just built my whole brand for me. Awesome. Awesome. It sounds like you had quite the journey. So Bill, so you build a team, like, did you have any leadership experience or did you get any training? Was that difficult? Uh, yes and no. (laughs) 
Um, I had always been a person. I am very uh, self-sufficient. I am very uh, Enneagram one. I'm a Scorpio. I like control. I like things to be done how I want them to be done. And I never thought that I would have people working under me. But I knew as I was growing my business that I can only go so far with myself. And I knew that for me, I love being like the creative director kind of person. So I don't really have any issue like, you know, giving direction and such. But when it comes to, you know, leadership in general, when it when it comes to like managing a team, there are definitely things that I had to learn and master myself. Like, how do I want to, um, you know, give constructive criticism or constructive feedback to an artist? Um, if I had to let somebody go, um, how to do that in an appropriate way? Um, and, and just so much and so many other things, not just leadership with other people, but being an actual leader um, for myself. So those were definitely learning curves. Um, I love books. I love podcasts. Um, those are still things that I do today because I am just a person who believes like if you want to do something, go full in. Don't just tiptoe, put like go full in. So I am constantly learning about how I can be a better leader and how I can direct my team in a way that is both beneficial to them, but beneficial to the overall brand's growth. Mm -hmm. So after starting, you were working with someone else. I know, you know, you were doing this and doing that, trying to find your way in the industry, working with someone else. And you started to really get a lot of clients within Brighter working with them. Mm -hmm. um, at what point did you, you know, make the shift to just start the bridal business that you have now? It was the day that I remember I came home from working for this other company and, you know, the money was good. I was doing bridal. Um, that company was a bridal company as well, but the money was great and I was just not happy. I wasn't happy. I was drained. The thought of going to work like just gave me an instant migraine and I realized that I was really limiting my potential. I had hit like a, a max of where my potential was going to go in that business and I knew that there was more for me. I knew that there was something that I hadn't yet tapped into because I was just doing what was easy and what was safe. Like, oh my gosh, Jasmine, this is a great paying job. Why would you leave? Like, why would you go and test to see like what your business could do? But something in me just kept saying like, this is your time. Go out and do it. Try it. You can't, you, you won't know what you're capable of if you don't go out there and try. So it, it was just a moment. I was just, I came home one day from a job and I was just over it. And I was like, you know what? I'm tired of saying, you know, I want to be full-time in my business, but yet I kept operating as if I had a safety net and I needed to operate as if I did not have that safety net anymore in order for me to get the result that I wanted. And, you know, when I told them, hey, I think I'm, uh, I'm gonna go, you know, I had already been, you know, prepping and planning. So when they heard me say that and they wiped me out, I was basically forced, you know, go big or go home. And Just I was like- the wipe out really quick. They wiped you yeah, out. They wiped me out. They wiped me out. And, I, I've been like, I'm a very people person. I always talk to people and I've, I've always hear stories of how, you know, stuff happens to other people whenever they want to like go out on their own. So I was like, you know what? 
let me just go ahead and, you know, create my exit strategy. And I'm so glad that I listened to myself because I had um, five girls who I had on my team. And what I was doing was anytime when I would get an inquiry that I was already booked on that other company's uh, wedding, I would book it with one of the new girls. So even though I was already booked with that company, I was booking my new girls with, uh, with those dates. So what ended up happening was when they wiped me out, I was like, okay, well, I have these girls on these weddings. Let me just place myself on these weddings. So I had like maybe like 12 or 13 weddings that I had already booked once they wiped me out. And I was like, okay, it's, it's, it's go big or go home time now. So I was in like full, like, all right, let's just do this. Let's go in. Let's go hard. I hired um, somebody on the back end to help me uh, with like admin tasks. She's, she actually still helps me now um, years later. So it, it all, it all literally just fell into place for me. This episode is brought to you by Natural Hair Education. Caribbean Carruthers knows all too well the lack of natural hair education in beauty schools. That's why she created Natural Hair Education, a platform designed to teach beauty school students, salon professionals, and natural hair enthusiasts how to increase their knowledge and value in natural hair care. Natural Hair Education offers virtual classes, online learning, and learning tools to help increase your knowledge, skills, and techniques. Check for free resources and courses offered at naturalhairedu.com. That's naturalhairedu.com. Use the code BBN for 15% off. All of the details will be in the show notes. So Jasmine, you have created and built this huge bridal business. Now you have a successful business. You have a team of five people or more. But now you've shifted a bit. You're still doing that, but now you're in the coaching, you're coaching and you're focused on the business side. So let's talk about like, how did you get into the whole business side of this industry? Yeah. So I got into the business side of this industry. Once I realized that one, I can actually grow a business. I started to actually invest a lot into, you know, any kind of courses. You were talking about how you did Facebook ads. So I learned how to do that. I learned how to, you know, just create systems and all of the things. And I started to implement everything that I was learning. And, you know, people that I had networked with years prior, they started to see like, oh my gosh, Jasmine, like you have a team now. Your business is growing. I see, I'm seeing you everywhere. And they wanted to know, like, how are you doing this, right? So I started to realize that on my calendar, I had way more, uh, you know, coffee dates that revolved around, you know, business tips and knowledge. And I kept saying to myself, like, Jasmine, you are still young. Nobody's going to want to learn from little baby face you. Like, you're too jokey. Like, that, that's not your lane. So I just kept, uh, you know, just pushing it off and pushing it off. Um, and then I actually went to school to become a cosmetology school instructor, but never even took my state board. And then I pivoted online. And then I started my online coaching branch of my business in 2019 like October ish. But since then, I have scaled my uh, little bridal beauty business from just uh, Charleston, South Carolina to four states, um, South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia and Tennessee. And my five girls grew to 17 girls. 
So I have 17 licensed hair and makeup artists that work for me underneath my brand while I teach other people how to create a brighter beauty business that is profitable and sustainable. That sustainability part is so important to me because I used to be a hustle queen. Um, no longer <laughs> am I that. But um, yeah, I just really got to a point where I realized, okay, Jasmine, you think that you're not qualified to do this, but yet people keep coming to you and getting results with the tips and tricks that you are giving them for free. So let's go ahead and, you know, shift that up. And just like you were saying how you only do coaching, that is my long-term goal. I am, you know, slowly scaling myself out of in-person services so that I can just do all of my public speaking, all of my coaching, and just helping people getting results because I literally feel like it's my results sometimes. Like, oh my gosh, you just did this. <laughs> and it's, it's just so, it's such a blessing to one be in a position where I used to struggle to you know expand my business and now I'm helping people do it like effortlessly so it's definitely been a transition for me definitely and that's interesting because you actually tapped into it a lot younger than I did because I think I always knew that I had the coaching ability or whatever. You know what I mean? Like people, I was that person that people always came to for advice, you know, and I would often have these conversations where people would say like, well, you told me this, or you said that, and that was what really made the shift and made me think different or made me try something. And, or, or people, like you said, people was getting results, but I wouldn't get no money for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, wait a minute, I need to be. <laughs> but I think it was hard for me to step into it and embrace that because I didn't know anything about that world and how that would look for me in a business, but I did know the beauty side. And so it was a, a tug of war for a while, Jasmine. The beauty industry just kept trying to pull me back in and I would get this awesome opportunity to stay in the beauty industry. And then, you know, I'm like, no, but I, I know I'm being called over here. And I think it, it really showed my growth when I was able to really just say, look, no, I, this is what I want to do. And I'm going to focus on this. And, and I, you said something earlier, like, tr like when you treat your business, like it's a, it's an option or it's, you know, like you have other something else, but when you treat it, like it's your job, it's, mm -hmm. that is it. Then there's nothing else. You have to figure out how to make it. You will, you know, and, and that's what that's what happened. And I believe you're well on your way. Like you've already built your team up because there's so many people who want to learn what you learn, who want to figure out like, well, how do I grow my hair and makeup business? What's going on? And a lot of those things that you figured out are things that, you know, they'll need. They were things that changed the game for me, like the marketing piece, the ideal client piece, the networking piece, all of those things and um, building your team. But I want to tap back into like, because when you build your team and because now you're at 17 people, how did you continue to scale? Like what was the process to continue to scale to, to where you got that big of a team? Yeah, so just kind of like what you were just saying, you know, like these opportunities will come to you and you really have to decide like what you are choosing to give your energy to. So for me, 
I'm very into the spiritual community and like the woo and all of the things. So I had to really figure out what was in alignment with my long-term vision. And one of my long-term visions is, well, my biggest goal of all, um, I'm, I'm young, I'm only 27. And I really want to be in a place where, you know, whenever I have like little ones, if I'm able to have little ones to be home and to not have to leave the house if I don't want to. So I knew for me that my vision was going to look a little bit, you know, bigger than what I had originally pictured because I didn't really know how to dream that big in the beginning. So my vision had to expand with me as I was growing and really figuring out, you know, what is it that I want to have and really finding people, you know, the girls, the team members, um, the back end help who align with the overall end goal that I have for myself and making sure that it doesn't feel, uh, let me see, what word do I want to use? Like, it doesn't feel like a drain because when we, when we show up on Instagram or when we show up at a networking event, sometimes we're like, oh, this is a part of it. I got to go. I got to pass out these cards, stop these people. But if you are going about your business in that way, other than you're like, I'm so excited. I get to connect with these people. I get to, you know, help and assist these people along their own personal journey. I get to play a small part of that. Then you really have to ask yourself, are you doing this because you were trying to prove yourself to somebody else? Or are you proving yourself to you? Like, are you are you doing this, building this business to scale just to say like, oh, yeah, I did that? Or are you just doing this because it aligns with your bigger picture? So for me, just doing things that really felt good for me. Um, my, my business is probably going to be as big as, it, as it's going to be right now with the team, but we are working on uh, like internally expanding. So uh, just uh, introducing some more like virtual services and things like that um, to just really, uh, you know, pair to that bigger goal. So we're not always like, got to go out on this weekend, got to go out and all of these things. So yeah, that, that's how I was able to, to grow it, really just figuring out what was in alignment with, you know, what I wanted, the goals that I had for myself and being unapologetic and just going for it. Okay. So what, what your, that is absolutely great. And thanks so much for sharing that. What's your, what's your business now with the coaching side of it, what do you find, what type of clients are you attracted to? Is it hairstyles? Is it makeup artists? A little bit of both. A little bit so, of both? So personally, I do hair and makeup. So mm -hmm. I have a lot of people who do either or. They might just be just makeup, just hair. Um, and I have like a, like a sprinkle of creative entrepreneurs in there. But um, most of them, they are um, hair and makeup artists. But they're not, they're not in my age range. Um, most of the people that I work with, they're about the same ages of my, my target clientele. So they're like maybe like 30, um, 40 ish. And like they have kids. And I think what attracts them to me is because one, I, I am no fluff. I just say it how it is. <laughs> but I, I used to hustle so much. And I think that they're used to that hustle lifestyle and they're looking for something a little bit more sustainable and something that is a little bit more, uh, you know, less time consuming, but like building a business, it does take time and effort, but you don't always have to sacrifice and sacrifice as you know, we're so taught, like in order to grow a business, you have to sacrifice this and sacrifice that. Like you can still do this, but you don't necessarily have to sacrifice your mental health 
or every single piece of time that you have when you want to give that to your family. So right. uh, those are just some of the people that gravitate towards me. I just wanted to ask that. So what type of issues do you find that come up the most? Like give me your top two, like did you find with beauty professionals when you're talking to them, it, it's, it's like you hear this all the time. Uh, uh, definitely self-doubt. Self-doubt is a big one as well as they are easily overwhelmed by so much information that they have no idea where to start. And I can relate to both of those um, because I feel like I attract people that, you know, they had different versions of me, you know, in the past life, but that self-doubt is just like, I can't charge that. I've only been mm-hmm. in the game for, you know, X, Y, Z. It doesn't matter how long you have been in the game. If you deliver quality results, charge a quality price point. Um, and that again. <laughs> right? Like literally. Um, and then when it comes to like the, the information overload right now, and I'm sure you've probably seen it as well. There's so many ads, grow a business overnight, six figures, six months, all of these things that make people feel as if, or I'll speak for myself that, that made me feel as if like, oh my gosh, I need to like hurry up. Like people are doing this, people are scaling, people are getting six figures in six months, this in three months, this in two weeks. Oh my gosh, I am so behind. And then what ends up happening is that you're at this free webinar, that free workshop, that free class, that free training, and you have a whole notebook of notes. And you're just like, I don't even know, like, like, okay, I got these notes, but like, what do I do first? And I tell people, and this is why I tell people, know what your vision is, know what your goal is, because it is so easy to sit in somebody's workshop or training and their goals that they have for you, or like you, like you will abandon your own goals to try and chase somebody else's goal because it's, it's so covered in glitter and all of the fun and all of the, the marketing cuteness. And you're like, I need to do that. But it's like, is that even what you want? Or do you want it because they have it and you feel like you need to catch up? So Come on now, wait a minute. That was, that's that, a rant. Girl, that was a whole mouthful. Okay. <laughs> I want to talk about that briefly because I was recently, I hear this a lot. Oftentimes when I talk to stylists and their business isn't quite where they want it to be, they, they need to grow their clientele or whatever, and they're struggling with that. The first thing to think is like, I need to go take another train, especially with like makeup artists and stuff. Oh, I need to go do those lash extensions. Maybe I need to do lash extensions. Oh, the microblading. Maybe I need to do the micro. Girl, let me do gotta the Gotta get certified. And yeah, gotta get certified. So you, you try everybody. At what <laughs> point, everybody was getting certified for lash extensions or microblading. You know it. And that wasn't even nothing that they wanted to do or should have been doing. But because it, it became popular, it was on social media, everyone was talking about it at that particular time. When they saw that their business was failing, the easy thing was to say, well, maybe I need to do lash extensions, right? So that's the same thing. Like you said, you will go to a workshop and she'll say, well, maybe you need to do this and that and the third, and you, you're trying to do it and that's not you. Like, just like I was cringing a little bit during when we were doing shutdown and all that. And people were saying like, um, write a book and teach a class. Well, everybody, you know, isn't a teacher. 
So, I mean, you have to like, mm-hmm. if that's not your passion and you're not a teacher, because I've had good teachers, we've all had good teachers, we had bad teachers, right? So everyone isn't a, isn't a teacher. Yeah. So you don't necessarily have to go do it that way. There's other things that you could do. There's other ways that you can do it. But I think sometimes that does happen when people don't have any clarity or a vision for their own business and their own lives. They can go take a workshop and listen to someone else and follow that direction when it's not really true to them. They're not being true to themselves. And I remember you said that too, things shifted in your business when you stopped showing up like you thought people wanted you to show up, but you showed up as your true self. And that's when when, when things shifted for me. And I think it'll shift for us all because oftentimes we're like, we're still like kids. We're trying to be carbon copies of everybody else instead of embracing our differences and allowing our differences to shine, right? So yeah, I love that, that confidence and overwhelm piece, you know, they're not confident. It's the confidence thing. So they're not confident in themselves, they're overwhelmed, and they're overworked, they're booked and broke, right? So those are some things. And it can it can happen to anybody because, and don't feel bad if that's the situation that you're in now and you're listening to the podcast. If that is your situation, you can start to work on it. You can start to get help. You can reach out to somebody like Jasmine who can help you or somebody like me or anybody that works with beauty professionals that can help you with your business, that can help you to focus on that. Because one of the things I focus on is mindset first. People are already ways, you know, when they come, they think they need the website. They think they need to take another class. They think they need this, that, and the third. And I'm like, no, we need to get our mindset together. Let's start reading some books. Let's do some affirmations. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, that's what we need to do. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> Because you can't get your business and your money right so you get your mind right yeah for for sure so I think that is awesome so you're so I didn't realize that your goal was to do the coaching thing full time now but I know it would I know before long that's something that you will be doing and everything tell me what has been the biggest lesson you've learned on your entrepreneurial journey thus far oh my gosh so at Somebody who is a perfectionist and definitely a goal getter, um, giving myself grace through the learning process has definitely been a big lesson that I constantly have to learn and relearn over and over again because, you know, if you decide to, you know, grow your business, scale your business, any type of business in general, you are going to have to learn new things that you haven't learned before, that you never implemented before. And it can get very frustrating. Like if you're learning marketing, if you're learning how to you know, take better photos or make, you know, content in general, marketing, all of these things. And you're just like, oh my gosh, it's not doing it. It's not working as fast as I wanted it to work. You have to give yourself grace to uh, embrace the suck until it doesn't suck anymore right because it's not going to be perfect when you first start if you don't allow yourself to not be good in the beginning you will never get great like you won't so that is just a big lesson that I had to learn especially um you know over here in the coaching space just showing up um my personality is is very uh I I don't sugarcoat things so when I show up and I want to say things, I'm like, oh, no, don't, don't say it like that. Don't word it like that. That sounds harsh. But then it's like, you know, me practicing, you know, like what I want to say, how I want to say it, 
how I want to communicate, uh, you know, same with content and marketing, you know, the better that you become at it, the easier it will be for you to attract the exact kind of people that you want to attract in your space, whether that be, you know, networking opportunities, clients, all of the things. When you show up and you are just like, hey, it's okay, this is me, this is what you're going to get on this Wednesday, on this Tuesday, then you are going to have a better experience because entrepreneurship is not a two month long thing. It's a lifestyle. And I feel like sometimes, you know, entrepreneurs, business owners, we forget that this is a lifestyle. And we're just always operating as an okay, I'm working towards the future, working towards the future, working towards the future. But it's like you can work towards the future and be present right now mm-hmm. and enjoy the process. So that is just a big, uh, a big learning lesson that I've had to always learn over and over again, um, in this journey. Yeah, I I can see that definitely. Those are some things I had to learn too. And give yourself grace. And and, uh, I think a lot of times we're so hard on ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. I remember I thought at one point, you know, just looking at even just my work, you you know, years ago when I was doing makeup, excuse me, I thought it was, I always thought it was terrible. No matter what I did, everything was terrible. I never gave myself that grace. But I love you have to be willing to get better. You have to crawl before you walk. You have to be willing to be bad at something because we all start somewhere. You in the beginning, you are going to be bad because you don't know everything. You don't you know, you're new. You're a beginner. And most beginners, you know, make mistakes and they don't know. But you got to start there. And that's okay. Give yourself grace. Learn what you need to learn and then continue to grow and never stop growing. Never stop learning. So I think that's definitely, you know, a good lesson that you learn for sure. So tell me, like, how do you stay motivated? Oh, goodness. So how I stay motivated, a couple of things. So something that I like to do to motivate myself is just to visualize. I'm big on visualization. Uh, But visualizing, you know, like the end goal, like what am I working towards? But yet not just, you know, the end goal of what I'm working towards, but like, okay, how is the day going to be? Like, how am I going to set this day up to be like amazing, like the best outcome that's what I always say how are you going to set yourself up for the best possible outcome today tomorrow next week so I love to do that um I love to just surround myself with people who are trying to strive not necessarily with the same goal but just goals in general like they're they're working on bettering themselves you know challenging themselves stretching themselves because if you are a person who only if you are like the only entrepreneur the only business owner in your friend group you I don't want to say you're going to become stagnant I don't want to say that but it's easier to keep that motivation when you are surrounded by people who are constantly trying to better themselves because you're like oh my gosh look they're over here selling celebrating this celebrating that like okay like I love the vibes and you're just like all right let me go ahead on my laptop let me go and get some things done or whatever it is so just surround yourself with people and just being big on uh, uh my visualization practice and just like enjoying having fun that's that's how I stay motivated Good, good. And I asked you that because I'm going into my next question because we didn't get to really tap into it much, but I wanted to briefly tap into it because we were talking earlier before we started the podcast about a lot of people are leaving the beauty industry right now. A lot of people are burnt out, overwhelmed, and a lot of people are just like, okay, I'm done. And so what do you you say to that? What, What advice would you give someone 
who is burnt out in their beauty business right now? Well, I would definitely have to say, one, you have to realize what season you're in. It's very easy to get burnt out and feel like you want to throw in the towel when you have a ton of things going on around you. Um, like if you have you know, new things going on at the house, maybe you're moving, maybe you are doing a big transition, maybe you are you know, going through your own personal enlightenment, whatever it is. There's so many things that can contribute into, you know, you feeling burnt out, you feeling like, I just want to be done with this. It's not giving me the result that I'm looking for, but really sit down and really revisit your goals and really ask yourself, like, if I could have anything that I wanted in the world, if I could do anything that I wanted in the world, what would it be? How would that make me happy? Why would it make me happy? Why is that important to you? And then if it's that important to you, I would take time to give yourself a little reset break. Everybody needs a reset break. We don't need to be on 24-7. <laughs> we don't need to be on 24-7. So just give yourself that time and space to just recharge. Like, don't do anything with business. Just sit, think, reflect, and really look on like look towards like what it is that you have been working working on up until that point and ask yourself like do I still want to keep going and if the answer is no ask yourself is it just no because like I'm not getting the result or is it no because I'm I, I've lost passion I, I'm just done with it, right and if you have lost passion you have to ask yourself have I been guiding myself in the most effective way that is something that I had to ask myself a couple of times because even when I used to, uh, you know, work for other companies before I went full time in my business, I threw in the towel a couple of times with my own business because I was just showing up hustling with all my heart. <laughs> and then I, I had no direction. And when I didn't get the result, I was over it. So I went back to the part time job. I would show up and do the same thing. And it was a rinse and repeat cycle of me showing up, giving all of my hustle burning myself out because I was going fast without a direction. And I really had to start, you know, just finding people who can lead me in the direction that I wanted to go. It didn't have to look the same, but just in the direction that I needed to go and really finding a way to make that happen, because it's really hard to give up when you're just going in a circle and you're like, nothing's getting done. But ask yourself, like, do I even have the, the clear direction to get me to where I'm going? Or have I been just trying to do everything on my own? So ask for help. Be okay asking for help. And, you know, talking to people who are in similar situations to you, maybe similar uh, industry, and just say like, hey, this is where I'm at right now. And I really just want to like talk to somebody or maybe just vent whatever you need to do and get some feedback. And people will tell you like giving up and feeling like you want to throw in the towel, that's that's something that's very normal. It's very normal, um, especially when you have bad days. So that's why I say emotions don't belong in the business because sometimes you're like, I'm over it. And it's like, girl, this was, this was just one day. This right. was one day. <laughs> and you just want to throw in the towel. So um, yeah, that's, that's just some advice that I wanted to give there. I never told anybody, but I used to throw in the towel all the time. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You, I would miss it, like, mm -hmm. I'm done, you know, but I would, I wasn't <laughs> done, but, you know, I would feel like that, and I think, I think people don't tell you that, nobody talks about that on social media, we post all these awesome pictures as an entrepreneur, and how great it is to be an entrepreneur, nobody tells you that, you feel like quitting a lot, 
how hard it is because okay. actually entrepreneurship is a harder thing to do. It's easy to go get a job. <laughs> like really, it's easier to, for me to go get yep. a job. Okay. I, 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 work, I work this time to this time. My check is in my account this day and that's that. And I know what I have to do. But it's harder to manage yourself. It's harder. To, you got to, when you're an entrepreneur, you have to deal with your mindset, your emotions. You have to get that stuff in order. So you got to get you together. You got to get clear. You got to know what you want. And you got to stay motivated. You got to keep working. You got to keep networking and doing the things and have a strategy and all of those things. You're going to need to hire people. You're going to need help. And sometimes you're going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. But that's just a part of it. You know, that's a part of building and growing. Oh, yeah. It's not easy. And it's not for the faint of heart. And I don't, I don't recommend everybody just run and do that thing. And, but you know what's interesting about the beauty industry? And I want to see how you feel about this. I think oftentimes, especially like if you're if you are a, a cosmetologist, you're like an automatic entrepreneur sometimes, you know, because sometimes you're a lot of times they'll either come straight out of school and they'll go into a, a sweet situation or they'll go into a boofering situation or whatever they go into. But you're, you're really responsible for building your own clientele. You're responsible for all of these things when you get into this industry. And so I really feel like a lot of times people need direction with that because what happens is the reason why people get burnt out, the reason why people quit and leave is because they didn't learn. They didn't assist. Like you assisted in the beginning. You learned. You worked under other people. Everyone wants to just rush out and be the boss. So I want to see what you think about that. Yeah, so I would say I believe in assisting definitely, um, but I know that there are some people out there that are like, I don't need to assist. So, oh, do you? Do you? But um, when it comes to the assisting, what I feel like really helps is you get to see how somebody else operates. Now, that might be a good thing, and that might also set you up for failure, depending on how they personally operate themselves as a business owner in like their own atmosphere and their environment, how they have policies, boundaries, um, if they have those things in general. Um, but when it comes to, you know, how you operate best, some people, they learn best from trial and error. And they're just like, okay, well, I tried that, that didn't work for me. So let me set something up so that I don't have to deal with that. Um, that's definitely something that I had to learn how to do in my bridal beauty business. Um, my contracts definitely got longer and longer um, each time when I worked with clients because I was like, all right, I did not like that situation at all. Let me put this in my contract. Let me put right. that in my policy. And, and I started to learn that way. But I feel like, you know, if you want to go straight into a suite or a salon or whatever it is right after school, definitely make sure that you set some kind of budget for education, whether it be from somebody who specifically has a salon, you hire them to be your mentor or anything because it's easier to get guidance and to navigate a business, um, you know, once you're in it and once you have, you know, freedom to dictate, you know, the rules and policies and such other than to have a business and just only know what you know, you know? And sometimes what you know is only a very teeny part of something that's a very wide and like, you know, widespread, but you don't know that because you only know, you know, that little piece that you know. So making sure that you have some kind of budget for education, um, a mentor, uh, a book, program, whatever, but 
always knowing that the education doesn't stop when you graduate, when you get your license, when you get that, because even for me, um, I just wrapped up, uh, you know, working with a business coach. She's more of like a mindset coach because I'm just like a mindset junkie. I love like psychology and all of those things, but I just finished working with her um, for six months. And that's already have been a, a big game changer for my own business. So I'm constantly, you know, giving the same advice that I, I, I give, I use myself. So definitely set the education budget because it's going to be needed. It's definitely going to be needed. For sure. For sure. And don't be afraid to work up under someone. Learn while you can, especially when you're just getting out of school. Get, you oh, know, yeah, assist, yeah. learn. And sometimes you will work up under some, some people who don't who do things that you do not like. <laughs> so just, you know, like omit what you don't like and then take what you do. You know, you can learn something from anybody. But I do think sometimes this industry is quite interesting because it's like you're in, you're instantly the boss. You can you can be because you're a licensed professional. But you there's there's still so much to learn. There's still so much to learn. So keep learning and never stop learning. But while you're working, still keep learning. Stay on top of your skills. Always advance because that's going to help you with um, longevity in the industry for sure. Absolutely. Well, also, well, it's been so great chatting with you, girl. We could talk all day. <laughs> all day so what do you have going on right now like in your business what are you excited about share what's going on with your business right now oh my gosh all of the things are going on right now I'm actually working on a, a product suite right now for my business and I'm working on my new membership that is going to be launching uh next month in August so it's just going to be a place where I know what I nerd out and I just have you know, trainings, I have uh, monthly sessions where I talk about, you know, creating your monthly marketing campaign. So it's perfect for those procrastinators. So if you're like, okay, I have no idea what the game plan is this month, like, those are things that we're going to be covering, uh, sales, marketing, pre-recorded trainings that are just there to help you expand your business in a way where you don't have to be in hustle mode all of the time. And I feel like this is something that I wish that I had available when I first started because I would have definitely invested in just to be in a space with people who are, like I said, working towards the same goals, like your environment is so important when it comes to just growing and expanding personally and financially in your business and just being around people that inspire you and motivate you to just be the best version of yourself. So that is what I'm excited about um, currently right now. But yeah, I'm also excited because we're about to go on vacation very soon. So that's that's something else that I'm excited about. <laughs> right, right. Always, always good to take a vacation. I feel you. Yes. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. Well, tell everybody like how they can reach you, um, your website, all those things. Yeah, so you can reach me if you are on Instagram. You can find me at Beauty and the Network. And in my link in my bio, you can go to my website where I have all of the fun laid out. Or you can just go to uh, my podcast, Beauty in the Network podcast on Facebook. If you want to email me, beautyinthenetwork at gmail. 
all of the places and just reach out to me if you have any questions about uh, my membership, anything that I have going on. Um, I do offer coaching and strategy sessions. So if you're like, okay, I don't know what I need, but I want to, I want to chat. I want to chat. So just send me a message over there on any of those places. And I'll be so thankful to connect with you and to help you in any way that I can. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jasmine Jones. Everybody, make sure you follow her. I'll have all of the information about how you can contact her and connect with her in the show notes. As always, stay great and we're out. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. Make sure you subscribe. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I want to hear from you. Email me at info at businessbeautynetwork.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at I am Brandy Taylor and Facebook at I am Brandy Taylor. I want to connect with you, so let's stay connected. And remember that all things are possible if you only believe. Stay great.